for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Today I have a friend with me, my best friend actually, and it's the first time I've ever had anyone on the podcast with me. So this should be kind of fun. But I decided that you really can't talk about life and life coaching without talking about who you create your life with. And so I've got my husband, Mike, here with me today. And this is a good month to do it. In fact, we're doing this just in time for Valentine's Day. So we can talk about marriage in midlife. And it's also February is our anniversary. So we're celebrating 38 years of marriage this month. Hi, everybody. (laughs) It's good to be here with my wonderful wife. So I want to share three things that I love about Mike that you should know about him. (laughs) And he loves to laugh and to make other people laugh. And so he's a good friend to a lot of people. I remember one time we were at church, this was quite a few years ago, and I was in Sunday school and he was out in the hall gabbing as usual. <laughs> and and finally he came into Sunday school late and I watched him walk in. And as he passed all these people on the way over to me, like everybody just brightened up and smiled at him as he walked in. Cause he just kind of has this trail of sunshine. <laughs> And that just reminded me of what a great influence he is on people. Another thing I really love about him is when he gets going on a project, he loves to dive in and get things done. And this year he painted our entire house. But my favorite thing about Mike is he's always been so supportive of me. He's always been there for me. For example, in a past podcast, I talked about a time when we were in real financial difficulties. The startup that he was working for was in the process of failing. And I had gone to work to help meet our expenses. But after a few years of that, I decided I wanted to go get my master's degree, which meant I was giving up my income for a couple of years. And he didn't even hesitate. He was like so supportive of me going to do that. I don't know, what were your thoughts at that time? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it felt like the right thing to do. And I just, you love learning. That's one of the things I love about you is you've always loved learning. And I somehow knew to expect later in our life that you'd want more than just a bachelor's degree. So frankly, it was not a huge surprise to me. The timing was challenging, but spiritually we felt like it was okay. So... Mm -hmm had every confidence in you to be able to do that. and uh, I can't believe you just said that word because um, planning for this, I was like, what do I really appreciate about Mike? And it was like, I always feel like you have confidence and trust in me. Yeah. And that you have my back. And he's also been very kind to me. And I remember there was a period of about 10 or 15 years when I was always leaving piles of clothes in the bathroom, <laughs> I was just so busy. We were raising kids and I was like running around like 
jump into closed exercise and then drop those. And then I'd have to put a dress on for a church meeting and I'd drop those. And then we just, by the end of the day, there'd be this pile of clothes. He just put my clothes away for seriously 15 years. (laughs) And I don't remember you ever complaining. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't seem to think I was being a slob. He just realized I was busy. Now, I do put my own clothes away now. I have for a long time. (laughs) You're such a big girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Mike, you tell people a little bit about you. Well, uh, all right. Professionally, I I spent my career in sales in the last five or six years, found my way to work for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their philanthropies department, and just absolutely love working with the wonderful people there. Which means... What do you do? Well, I uh, I have the privilege of asking people for money for <laughs> awesome priorities to make the world a better place and uh, to, frankly, build hope, save lives, do all sorts of wonderful things like that. So, Not very many people would love to ask other people for money, which is why Mike's native sunny <laughs> disposition or, or his ability to make people laugh and feel like he's their good friend, which is real. It is. It's a benefit, right? It absolutely <laughs> is. And I get to interact with so many awesome donors and employees that, that work there as well. I I love sports, all kinds of sports. Play as many as I can. My knees aren't so good anymore, so I'm a little bit limited to to golf and and that's a that's a big passion of mine. And love my family and the things that we get to do together and and uh, that's me in about thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know we're going to talk about marriage, and I'm wondering what you think we're going to talk about. I bet you think we're going to talk about communication, because that seems to be the go-to topic on marriage, and certainly that's important. But today we're going to talk about something different, and this is something that changed dramatically for me when I experienced coaching myself, and then continued studying and learning and became a life coach. And that is, I now believe that one of the best things you can do for your marriage is to be responsible for your own emotions and not give another human being the job of making you feel happy or secure or even loved. It's definitely a lifelong process to learn this. So we're going to go back about 15 years, I think. We were living in Reno, but we were planning on moving And we needed to fix up our house, we thought. One of the things that needed to be done was we had stairs that went up to an open loft and there was a dark brown railing that went up the stairs and then all across the loft. And it wasn't very pretty and we wanted to lighten it up. We wanted to paint it white. But what was the problem? Okay, envision a a lengthy staircase, but then the railing continued all the way across the upper floor, uh, across the loft. So we have all these spindles. So there were just dozens and dozens and dozens of these spindles. and, and, And my concern was painting them by hand. One, would take us weeks. Two, would leave all these unsightly drips. And so I had a wonderful solution for that. And I don't remember if we consulted on this, but I went and bought a Wagner power sprayer and was spraying these spindles. How did that how did that come about exactly? Do you remember? Oh, we definitely had a conversation beforehand. <laughs> 
about the best way to do this. I was all for the paintbrush. I knew it would take longer, but spraying paint in a house with new carpet and furniture and I wasn't I wasn't on board with this spray it. You weren't all in? No. <laughs> so we did have these discussions. Somehow you did it anyway? Did it anyway. <laughs> Is that where we're going? I did. And those spindles look awesome. <laughs> However, there was a little little overspray, they call it. Some of these particles floated down and landed on the top of our piano. and It's still there. No, it's not. It came oh, right go off. Look. Okay. Go look. <laughs> so, so you can see how smooth this painting project went. I would say our emotions were pretty high in that. It's probably like 38 years of marriage, right? It's probably one of the top three disagreements we ever had. (laughs) And my son actually told me lately he remembers us fighting over that. And so it was a rather traumatic (laughs) experience for everybody. Dramatic moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So at the time... We weren't that great at letting someone else do things their own way. I would say we were both trying to control the other person so that we could feel better, right? Yeah, yeah. You wanted me to agree and support the way you wanted to do it. Not not the way I wanted to do it. I wanted you to agree and support the right way to do it. Which is the way you wanted to do it. Which is the way I wanted to do it. (laughs) And that's exactly how I looked at it. Yeah. That's exactly how I saw it. Right, And I was pretty frustrated that he went ahead with his plan and I could see the damage that was in process. (laughs) And so, yeah. So that's the old story. And now we can fast forward 15 years. We're both a little more grown up and mature, right? Plus we've had this, um, all this learning that we've had through life coaching. And one thing I'll say about Mike is like, He's listened to me and learned a lot from me, even though he may not care quite as much about it as I do. But we sometimes, in fact, we'll get in the car and he'll say, hey, let's listen to a podcast and we'll listen to a Life Coach School podcast and talk about it after. So he's picked up a lot along the way (laughs) by osmosis, maybe. (laughs) So pandemic hits this year and Mike has been working at home since March and that's been a little boring for him you can imagine like he likes to be around people he was looking for something to do and keep him kind of busy in the evenings weekends all the Mm -hmm. empty time yeah not with friends and other things right and we moved to this house three years ago and it's needed paint on the inside So he decided to take on the painting project. Even though he did the vast majority of the work, I pitched in a few times, but I couldn't always drop what I was doing and help him with the painting. But I never felt like he was annoyed at me for that at all. (laughs) Like he just went and did what he wanted to do. One of the things that I learned from that experience we shared 15 years ago uh, I've changed that perception of my way is the right way. I, I don't believe that anymore. My way is one way. And so when it came time to pick colors and to set about the project, there was a couple things I did. One was I didn't care what color we had. We talked a little bit about this choosing the color, and you're really good at that. 
and I may have opinions, but I realize I don't care. I shouldn't care what color we pick. Whatever it is, it's going to be better than what's on there now. So I remember you you wanted to do a, a shade of white. I didn't know there were so many shades of white, but you know, we bought like eight different sample colors, painted them on a board, would hold the board in different places of the house at different times of the day in different light situations to make sure we selected the right color. And I was totally comfortable with that. And even though I could tell like you're like, well, this is a lot of effort. Why don't we just go buy a gallon? <laughs> well, just get her done. But, but you know, you're absolutely right. Because I would not have done that. If if I were living all by myself, I would have done exactly that. Just, oh, this looks pretty good. Let's just go with that color. But I was, I was not resentful. I was happy to have you pick the color and for that color to be so good. Because it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it was worth uh, the effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, The other thing I learned from 15 years ago is to mask better. (laughs) 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 He was really diligent, I noticed, about like taping off the new carpet on the stairs when we had to paint along the stairs and around the trim and stuff like that. So (laughs) that was nice. Why weren't you bugged that I wasn't helping? Well, if you had been downstairs watching TV, I might have been, but you were doing awesome things that I felt were more important. And, and, and I knew that if you took time to help me, those would back up and become a burden to you. And I didn't want that. So mm-hmm. I just had, I, there was no resentment at all. That, And when you did help me, it was awesome because we get so much more done. Now we did have a big point of disagreement on one part of this project though. And that had to do because we have, how how high is that entry? I think that entryway is close to 20 feet. So he was not going to be able to reach the ceiling, you know, the upper levels of the entryway. Because it's a vaulted entry. It's open and so yeah. it goes all the way up. Just from a ladder even. So he wanted to go rent some scaffolding. And I was just like, this does not feel safe. That was my biggest concern, just imagining him all the way up there. I was worried that the scaffolding would create some damage on the floors or walls, hauling it in here. It just sounded like a really bad idea to me. But And we talked about it, right, several times. Yeah, yeah. And finally, I just decided, like, okay, just let him follow his ideas. And I just said, okay, no more worries. I'm just going <laughs> to let him figure it out. We're insured. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and he made it work. We had a son home living with us for a few weeks. And I said, you go watch dad and make sure he's okay. I can't watch. (laughs) But it came out great. One of the main concepts I want to share with you that has changed the way we operate in our marriage is this idea that when we get married, we all come with a manual for the other person. And we didn't show this to the other person and get their approval about here is how a perfect husband or a perfect wife should do things in order for me to be happy. But we have this emotional manual in the back of our minds and we're always expecting that other person to meet all those points in the manual. And when they don't, then we're upset. And like I did have this free-floating feeling for many years in our marriage like something is wrong. I should be doing this differently. 
Mike should be doing this differently. Marriage should be different. Life should be different. And it just was this kind of edge of sometimes discouragement, sometimes just restlessness, even though by nature, I'm a very calm, accepting person. But I think Mike often could sense that. Yeah. <laughs> there was an undercurrent or undertow or whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. you could I could tell sometimes would build and I wouldn't necessarily know why and sometimes I might even ask you and you couldn't even say why because sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think you knew why right. you just felt it right just that thought that things should be different they're yeah. not what I expected I've learned that expectations can really get in the way of relationships both in marriage parenting all kinds of relationships. So being able to see what your expectations are, that manual that you may not even be aware of what you are expecting, and to stop handing it over to the other person, saying, you know, do these things to make me happy or I'm not going to be happy. It doesn't work for you or for the other person. It's been three years since I first worked with a coach who helped me to see that we all have needs, but when we hand over the fulfillment of those needs to external forces, meaning other people or conditions or things that we think need to happen to meet our needs, that we then become very helpless and in a victim mode and powerless. And it kind of changed the way I was thinking pretty much immediately. And so I thought one of the things that would be interesting to talk about today is is to ask Mike how I've changed or how our marriage has changed since I got involved with coaching and learned to think a little differently. Yeah. So what changes do you see first after that coaching that I got? I remember still to this day, the first day you came home, um, having spent several hours with that coach. I was floored by the person who walked through the door. You were just exuberant, ecstatic, excited. I remember the thought that I had was, I just got my wife back. And I didn't realize that I thought you had gone, in a sense. And I was a little, I mean, I was really taken aback by how enthusiastic you were. And I, I remember thinking, I wonder how long that will last. And certainly there have been times, experiences, circumstances that have arisen that have caused you to really stop and put to work your model in order to, again, not yield your control to an external force. But I have just been so um, impressed by the permanent positive change it has made in how you see life, how you experience life. And in fact, it wasn't long before I asked you to take time to sit down and teach me everything you had been taught. And I kept those notes and I'm applying it myself and it is incredibly helpful. So thanks for being my coach. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of differences have you seen over time and how's that maybe changed our marriage? What I have seen is that when circumstances are unfavorable, when something difficult happens, when a trial or challenge or adversity hits, it doesn't necessarily reflect 
in your attitude or your mood or your demeanor because you recognize it as an external force. You deal with it as such, and it allows us to talk about some of those difficult things or challenges or concerns or fears we might have. Um, One of the things that I have learned through you is that emotions are harmless, and we're meant to experience every emotion. So when we feel fear, uh, we don't need to believe that it's the end of our existence as we know it, that that fear doesn't have to rule us, that we can stop and examine it, find out why we're feeling that way, and then see what we can do to change either our circumstances or our thoughts about those circumstances. So it's given us, it's given us a vocabulary and a way to talk about things we didn't know how to talk about before. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, one of the many things that changed is I was able to step out of my head become an observer and see the patterns that were happening. How has your own thinking changed or can you, I mean, you did just kind of share some of this, but is there anything else you wanted to share about how it's changed the way you see things? So what it has done, uh, I think for me, is that when things feel bad, it's it's not as bad as, as I think, that there's a way out, there's a way through, there's a way to navigate whatever comes and that I have a partner I can do that with without fear of transitioning my fear or concerns to you. So it just... Oh, so you used to hesitate sharing some things with me oh, sure. so that I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, I wouldn't want to add to your load. and Because sometimes I like to talk about things, but if in the end all I've done is come in and handed you a bag of rocks that you now have to carry on mm-hmm. your back, that, that's no good. Uh, but I, I have trust now that you know how to handle that and not make that a burden, but help talk me through what I'm feeling or thinking hmm. um, to get someplace better. I love that. I don't think you've told me that. Maybe not in those words. <laughs> I'm so glad we had this time together today. <laughs> what I've learned through coaching is that not only working on seeing the patterns in my own head, that are creating real things in my life, but seeing patterns in our marriage, in our relationship, and being also able to step back a little more as the observer with less judgment and to say, oh, we're creating this together and we can do it differently if we want to. That manual idea has been a really powerful one for me and I kind of laugh when I look back when we first got married. Mike and I are really different, (laughs) like really different. Here's a a short little story from the first year we got married. We didn't go out to eat very much, and we decided to go splurge on Marie Callender's pie. We lived in Escondido, California. There was a Marie Callender's downtown, and we got there, and we had different ideas of what it meant to go out for pie. (laughs) Like I wanted to go in and sit in, you know, the restaurant, enjoy the environment, enjoy the experience. Each of us would like choose the pie that we wanted and talk while we're eating it and just enjoy being out, right? Why don't you tell tell everyone your... You want me to tell them the right way to enjoy pie? (laughs) You, You wanted an experience... 
I wanted more pie. Right. Because <laughs> the only thing better than pie is more pie. Exactly. Right? So, so we could sit and enjoy two pieces of pie for about $4 a slice back in the day. Or we can buy an entire pie for about 7 or $8. I'm thinking, this is a no-brainer, right? So, so. And who prevailed that time? <laughs> can I just say, more pie was awesome that night. So we picked the pie that Mike wanted. Because when you get a whole pie, you can only get one kind. You don't like get the wrong kind. We carried it out and we ate it in the car with plastic forks. No, really. Well, I re- really appreciate Mike coming on today. And I just want to like summarize like this whole idea of a manual. Like, What expectations do you have for that person that you're sharing life with? Are you handing that manual over to them unconsciously, wanting them to check all the boxes so that you can feel the way you want to feel? When we join each other in marriage... I think part of the ceremony should probably say, are you ready and willing to go through life together and experience the whole range of emotions that life is going to bring you? You know, and let me just add this, and I don't know if this is meaningful or not, but if if I was given the choice today of getting the money back from your coaching and getting the old you back at the same time, there is no way I would make that choice. The, the money spent and invested, I should say, in your coaching and your thought process and how you live your life is invaluable. Oh, I'm glad to hear that <laughs> validation there. <laughs> so here's the awesome thing about marriage in midlife. Here we have spent 38 years together and we truly, I would say our marriage truly is the best it's ever been. And that can happen through being willing to learn some new things and work on yourself first. Because when you show up in your marriage as the best person that you can be, that can't help but elevate the marriage. Totally agree. We're not a finished product. And the fact that we're not, and we're okay with that, that we're willing and anxious to continue learning and growing is what makes it such an incredible journey. Mm-hmm. Do you know you can live in a more joyful emotional state and more powerful creation of your desires than ever before? As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them. In the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. So let's plan a call and talk about what you want in your life and how coaching can help you get it. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. I'm at Vana Davis on Instagram. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time. 